When you're thinking about success, you would think that someone who is the senior project manager on a $1.3 billion infrastructure project right here in Melbourne would be deemed to be successful. So once you've done that project, you've managed it, it's a shining star in the crown of success, what could you do next? My next guest, the lovely Uwe Jacobs, what he did next was resign. Welcome to the Get More Success podcast, the podcast for motivated and inspired individuals who are looking to get more out of life. Join your host, Warwick Merry, as he talks with successful people who share their tips, tools, and techniques on what they've done to get their success. Welcome back to Get More Success, the podcast for inspired and motivated individuals who really want to get more out of life. Now, in the session today, we're going to be talking with someone who was a massive success in the corporate world, was handling massive projects, but was not being fulfilled. The success that he achieved was fantastic, but it was not of any meaning to him. So he started his own business. He's now been in business for at least 12 years, and he's now helping other people get success. In this recording, you'll be hearing not only how he got success in the property investment market, but how he's now working with many others to do the same. He's got some great systems and processes and great definitions for success for himself and for his family. He works from his home office. He's very clear that he wants to keep his business nice and small. It's Uwe Jacobs from Property Friends. You can find out more about Property Friends by visiting www.propertyfriends.com.au. Got some great case studies and examples on his website so you can find out more about what he does and how he makes other people successful and enjoy success in the process. Now, one of the things I found about Uva that is so attractive as a person that you want to deal with, not that he's, you know, attractive and sexy, but, you know, well, he's a little bit sexy, uh, just not my type, but he's very, very open. And I know that in dealing with his clients, he has a very open books approach and he's very open to it. He helps provide extra services, but he doesn't charge a fee for it because his end focus is the absolute success, both of his client and for the people who are servicing him. What it means is he has a lot of long-term relationships. You'll hear in this recording some of the success his clients have had. There's one, a guy started, he came into contact with Uber at the age of 24, already had a couple of properties. Now, early 30s, mid 30s, he's got seven properties up his sleeve. It's all about preparing for the future. So do you think that with his level of success that Uber's ready to retire? Definitely not. He doesn't need to do what he does, but he loves to do what he does. He's passionate about property and he shares that passion with his family. Until recently, his daughter was working with him. She's now gone on to do further study and create her own success. But his wife and his office manager help run a fantastic business. Runs out of his home office and in a very picturesque Dandenong Ranges. I think you'll find there's some great tips for yourself on understanding what is success and how can I be successful. So when you listen, I want you to listen on a couple of levels. One on a professional level, as in what are some of the things that he's done in his business to help with his marketing, help grow his business, some of the styles that he's approached. But also, 
what are some of the things he's doing to help others be successful? Now, a lot of people talk about property investment, and there's people in my life who have been talking about it for 15 years, but done nothing. So it is about how do you get success outside of what you're doing for your work? How do you invest for a future? So it is about enjoying lifestyle now. And Uber has a very interesting definition of success that we talk at a couple of spots throughout the, throughout the interview and the process. I'm sure you'll enjoy this recording and I'm sure you'll get something of great value out of it. But the key, as always, is as a motivated and inspired individual who loves working hard both in your workplace and within your business, if you run your own business, it's what action will I take as the outcome from this interview? Enjoy the interview with property friends, Uwe Jacobs. I'm thrilled today have to have with me our special guest, the lovely Uwe Jacobs from Property Friends. Uwe, welcome to the call. Thanks, Warwick. Now, Uwe, you're a guru in property. Uh, tell, me, tell me a bit about, you, you run a business, Property Friends. Tell me a bit about your business. Well, um, it all came from my corporate background. Uh, I spent 25 years in big industrial projects, um, climbed the ladder to become a commercial project director of uh, a $1.3 billion infrastructure project here in Melbourne, Warwick. And um, so climbing the corporate ladder was good, but eventually I found out that the ladder that I was climbing, so to speak, was leaning against the wrong building. Oh, I hate it when you find that out. <laughs> yep. No good. So I was doing everything for everything, everybody else, uh, working very, very hard. Um, getting a reasonable amount of success, but if essentially not much coming out for myself and my family. We weren't achieving what we were looking for. Right. Well, if, if I can just cut you off there, and you say you you are achieving a you know a little bit of success. How how do you define success for you and your family? Obviously, you're talking about your family. How would you define success? Ah, oh, that's a that's a great question. Success for me is is the, the rounded wheel where you are doing things, achieving things in all areas of your life. Success is not only about money. Right. Success is about uh, having a balance. Balance in life, I think, is, is very important. Mm -hmm. So you need to have time for yourself, for your family. Um, and money needs to be there as well, of course. Mm -hmm. But success is also achieving being happy with yourself, where you're at and what you're doing. Right, okay. So you're working in this corporate job, you had massive responsibilities, being hassled by everybody else to fix their stuff, but you weren't achieving your success. So what did you do about that? Well, back in 2000, we got into property investment pretty much as everybody else does. We bought a, 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 an established property about three kilometers from where we used to live. Mm -hmm. um, slipped into a group of investors, uh, educated, learned a lot, and really worked out that everybody wins if we can pull buying power. Right. Um, what do I mean with that? It's it's just, let's take a very simple example. If you buy a car work mm. and you negotiate like a tiger, you may be able to get five or $10,000 off the price of the car. Um, now, let's take the second example. If you have four or five friends that want to buy the same car, when you can negotiate on a set of five vehicles, will you be able to negotiate a better deal? What would you say? Oh, you're getting a bulk deal. It's it's the difference between going to the supermarket for a six-pack of toilet paper versus going to Costco for, a, I don't know, a 58-pack of toilet paper. Correct. You're going to get a better deal. Correct. A better deal, better conditions, and better everything. Yeah. 
That's what we do with property. Right. So we organize the buying power. We organize deals for ourselves where we then add additional quantities to it. So for you, so you've obviously started with, you know, as you said, buying the property up the road. Um, when did you move into bulk? And is it bulk purchases or do you set up and build and, and create from scratch? That kind of thing. We we do house and land packages, Warwick, because right. uh, that's where I can put the biggest amount of uh, increase in value in. Yeah, that is very predictable. I minimize risk by having my cost uh, factors defined and uh, contractually set. Yeah, and I know my outcome by doing research on the rental income. Okay. So the risk minimization is is completely taken care of. Because well, because that's the thing. Like you know, uh, when you said like most people, we got into property. Most people don't get into property. Like you know, the research. How, how, do you know how many people, how many Australians would have an investment property? Ah, uh, look, uh, the the numbers fairly low. I believe it's around three to ten percent, yeah. depending which which statistician uh, you believe. <laughs> yeah, uh, and very few, I believe, under three percent. Uh, have more than one, yeah. so the the numbers are dwindling. Now, what I meant was, my, like most people, we were starting in our own backyard. See, yeah. that's the that's the difference by becoming a professional investor. You really look for the numbers. You take the emotions out of it. Right. Um, high emotion equals low intelligence. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine said to me. I don't know what he was trying to tell me, but anyway, let's not <laughs> let's not go there. Um, yeah, you just look at the numbers. That means we scan Australia, yeah. pick three to five areas where my wife and I are prepared to put our own money in, right? And we work those areas, right? So we look for the biggest bang for our buck. And so, I, I mean, you hear people talk about property all the time, and you hear about many of these sort of I don't know. Um, property investment education processes where they seem to, to make money on the sale versus actually genuinely caring about the people that they're with. So what sort of things, I mean, like, do you just help people get the property and then you're like, you're on your own, see you later? How do you work with the team who, who buy property with you? Well, see, we are all about long-term relationships. Right. We've got a, a system set up, and that's what it is all about. Is It's about the system. Right. Um, we're in an ideal world if, if the client wants that sort of outcome. We look for a 10-year relationship where we don't only want to assist people to get into property initially, in yeah. the property investment, but we want to assist them to uh, set up a portfolio. Right. Now, that's where a lot of experience and knowledge comes into play. If you want to do that sort of thing, you really, and I come back to balance, you need a balance between capital growth and rental income. Yeah. Uh, either end of the scale is no good. If, if you have a high yielding property that doesn't give you any capital gains, no good. Mm. Similarly, it's no good if the property eats you out of house and home, mm. And you have, on the other hand, good income, good capital growth, but you can't finance it. So it's sort of that blend of you want a short-term return, which may well be your, your rental yield, and also a long-term return, which is more your capital growth. Yeah, Absolutely correct. The money is made on the capital growth, but in the initial outset, you need to be able to cash flow it, especially mm. if you want to set up a portfolio. Yeah, yeah. And, and I suppose that's, that's the thing when you're saying talking about portfolio. So... If you're talking about multiple properties, you really do need that that 
cash flow to be able to service that as well, yeah? Correct. Otherwise, your your investment will eat you out of house and home, as they say. <laughs> Which is, yeah, it's, and you, you got to live. We, we see that so often. People mm. get very enthusiastically into a great negatively geared property <laughs> for the tax deduction. And that's yeah. the wrong uh, incentive anyway. I mean, don't get me wrong. We, we take the tax deductions as well. Yeah. But the underlying investment must be the reason. The basics, the fundamental of the investment must be the reason for the investment, not the tax deduction. The tax deduction is icing on the cake. I've heard so many times people saying, if you're buying something for the tax deduction, you're buying it for the wrong reasons. That's correct. That's correct. There's got to be way more in it. Absolutely. And, um, you know, long term, you want the right location, the right area. And, and that's what we do. We find the right location, the right area. All right, so how long have you been in business now? We've been in business, so that means full-time property investors for the last 11 years. I mean, like, that's, that's awesome to be able to be <laughs> running a business solely based on your own property investment and helping others for 11 years. Yes. So what in, in, within your business, what's really helped you the most in terms of making your business successful? Really, um, we we are looking at our business and our client relationships, our community for that matter, as a long-term connection and long-term relationships. Right. 76% of our business is referral business. Right. Um, and, sorry, 76% of our business is actually uh, repeat business. So that means that the people come back for second and third and more investment properties. Right. Now, that in itself proves that our system works really, really well. Yeah. Um, the other point about our business, um, about 96% of our business is referral business. So that means that we put great emphasis on personal relationships. Yeah. We want to be your partner of choice. We want to be the people where you say, look, that was a great experience. It did not only make me money, it was fun. It worked for both parties. And that means that I can refer you further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so with your your client base that you've got, what would be an indicative profile? Is it just for... Um, people who have, you know, their blue, their white collar workers have a successful job, and you know they've owned their own house, and then they come to you, or what sort of people work with you to to get into the investment property market? Very interesting question, Warwick. Um, the uh, profile of our uh, clients is quite mixed. Typically, thirty five to forty family, usually kids. Right. Um, they are running around, are very busy in their lives and don't know where to start or don't know um, how to do all the research, how to run the whole property investment. Right. Um, we assist with that. So it's the person that has instinctively worked out that they need to do something about their financial future but don't know how to do it. Right. And it makes sense to get an expert in for assistance mm. because that, is predictably a better outcome. Uh, and that, that would, I mean, that would make sense to me because, you know, if you're getting into property investment, you know, maybe you, you've bought your own home, you're going to buy one, maybe two others. So you've only bought something three times. Whereas you guys, how many properties all up for all, for yourselves and all your clients would you have purchased uh, in your 
the newer operations? We've we've done over three hundred and twenty deals now. Wow! So um, that's an, a contract equivalent value of about one hundred and twenty million dollars. Like that's that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. So, what are some of the the success stories that you've had? Like, who are some of the people that have come to you going, oh, can we buy a house?" and end up buying three, four, five. Have, have you got any people like that? Absolutely. Um, we have a lot of people that, that go for multiple purchases. Right. Um, generally, we find that people are doing the first deal, uh, really like it, really see the big picture that it works long term. And look, as far as I'm concerned, property investment is a five to ten year investment. Right. There is no quick fix, no quick uh, money in this. The, the turtle wins the wins the race. Right, that you got to take up front. Um, well, the the profile really is anything from a twenty four year old that joined us and uh, had already uh, two properties, um, Chippy in town here mm. in Melbourne. Now he's thirty one, married, sitting with his family now on seven properties. Fantastic. That is fun. That is really fun. And the oldest person that has uh, ever bought with us was an 82-year-old when he locked in his first two deals. Planning for a future. Look, this man had fire in his belly. That's, that's, that's great. You know, so typically um, anything in between, really. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's the busy people that want to achieve something uh, in investments, in property investments that get so, in contact with us so what about for you when you were younger when you were sort of looking at because i'm you know hearing you say i oh, this 24 year old dude who already had two properties and now at 31's got seven i'm just like man if only i had started investing that early so what about for you when you were earlier and, and you're growing up what did you see like you know did you have any idea that you'd be starting your own business living a lifestyle that that you know of your choice well, that's actually quite an interesting question. I come from a family of self-employed people. Right. And um, my parents, uh, part of the war generation, uh, drummed into me, get a good education, get a good job, and you'll be okay. Mm. And I ran that formula for 25 years, yeah. quite successfully. Uh, not too many people can say that they've done a $1.3 billion contract. However, it didn't give me the freedom. It didn't give me the choices. It didn't give me control. Yeah. Um, there's many jokes about jobs, uh, which supposedly stands for just over broke. Um, you know, it's, it's ultimately a decision of what you want to achieve. And I wanted to do my own thing. Yeah. So that's how we came to set up our own business. And what is really fun about that is if we can help other people whilst helping ourselves, that is really, really a great thing. Yeah. So you said before that um, uh, in the to be successful in the property business, that you really need to look at the facts and the the have it really. It's a it's a it's a brain process, not a heart process. It's not about the feeling. What about for you when you left corporate employment to start up your own business? How were you feeling then? Were you scared with this whole what if it doesn't work? Or And did you just do it, right, oh, we're going to stop today? Or did you edge into it? Or how did that all come about for you? The the most scared person was my wife, I have to admit. Uh, I, I had the vision and, and she had the monthly paycheck in my employment. Uh, so that falling away was quite scary. No, look, we, we obviously prepared for it. Um, over a period of, of really two years, right. we put money aside uh, to have a buffer to live off. 
and essentially I had a year uh, worth of income right. if everything would not work hard. Yeah, okay. um, I would go back into employment. However, you've got to back your own judgment. Yeah. And at times you've got to back yourself into a corner. So I had to make it work and I, I did make it work and it was a, a great, one of the best decisions that I've made in my life. So it sounds like for you that, you know, you're happy to take risks, but you always minimize the risk. So you're setting up your own business. So you go, okay, I got a buffer. I got a plan if something doesn't happen, but I'm going to give this everything to make sure it works. And uh, it needs both. It needs a calculated risk. Yeah. Um, jumping out of the plane and then looking for the parachute is not the way to do it. Uh, you, you, you tend to bounce quite hard. Yeah. Um, now it's about calculated risk and quite clearly when you're in business, there are times when the chips are down, there is only one yeah. person to do it and yeah. that's yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to make it work. So people would say that property is risky business, you know, especially when we, if we look internationally, some property prices has, have plummeted over there. Uh, in Australia, there's always something in the media about property prices here overinflated, the bubble's going to burst. Usually the next day there's a pro property getting record sales growth, you know, so it does go up and down. So what would you say to people who say, ooh, property's risky, I'm not sure I want to do it? What I say to people uh, that pose that question is, again, let's go back to the facts. Mm -hmm. In the GFC, which is well described as an extraordinary event. Well, first of all, what brought the GFC on? It was bank institutions that sold products that, weren't, that they weren't believing in themselves, that had no intrinsic value. Mm -hmm. Well, property is bricks and mortar. It has intrinsic value. So you can touch it, you can feel it, it's there. The risk profile in property is a lot smaller than, for example, in shares, which we saw in the GFC dropping, again, depends who you believe, between 46 and up to 52%. Mm -hmm. Property dropped, depending on the area, 10-12%. Right. I don't know about you, but i rather yeah. live with 10-12% than 46-52%. to Then the predictability of outcome. Uh, again, with property, you can do the research, you can work the area. I don't have much influence on a board of directors. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but when I find I ask them to do this or that, <laughs> they tend to do their own thing. With property, I have control. Right. So that's another reason why we do house and land packages. You can add value, you can change the use, you can do things with it. You know, renovations, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, there are many ways to add value to a property because you have control. Last but not least, uh, undoubtedly the asset with the most amount of leverage. Now, what that means is you can get up to 95% bank loans on mortgage, on property. You try that with, with shares. Right. So what does that mean? That means that the bank institutions um, recognize the safety, the longevity in property. 
Okay. And that's what it's all about. So I'm interested in leverage because you, you talked to, because you know, I, I will often hear people saying, oh, you know, the returns have been greater on share market versus property. And depending on who you, t- who you speak to, they're telling different stories. So I just want to talk a little bit further about leverage. Um, can you give me an example of if I was choosing between property and shares, and let's say I have $100,000, what sort of amount of investment could I make in shares versus make in property based on, on some basic leverage assumptions? Sure. Um, and again, there's different philosophies and different trains of thought, but in general terms, property can be leveraged 80% is no, no big deal. Mm-hmm. So if I have $100, I need $20 myself, and then I get $80 from a bank, and I can buy a property for hundred dollars. Right. Now, generally, the leverage on shares uh, is suggested not to go over fifty percent. Right. Um, depending on what share it is, and 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 and. So, if I uh, have to put in fifty dollars to get an asset or to control an asset of a hundred dollars, that means I've got to invest so much more. I yeah. need so much more time right. to get to the same value. Right. Okay, so if you had $100,000 to invest in a house, you get a $500,000 house, but in in shares you could only get say $200,000. So you're you're using other people's money and if your your house is growing at say 5% to 10% in value, you're going to be making more money because you've got more leverage. Well, let's just look at that example. So, let's look at the 100,000 uh, 20% equity that we've used ourselves, we have bought a $500,000 house. Now, let's look at, let's make my math easy, 10% capital growth. That means the property goes up by $50,000. Mm-hmm. So, haven't I made $50,000 on $100,000? Yeah. Now, let's take that back to the 50% share example. Again, I put $100,000 in. I um, can buy another fifty thousand dollars worth of shares, so that's one hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Now, um, is the ten percent growth on that comparable with the fifty thousand yeah. dollars on property? Yeah, yeah. It's really a no-brainer. Yeah. And to be honest, that's why we are in property investment. Mm-hmm. It's the asset class, mm. the security, the predictability of outcome mm. that is that makes it the best investment vehicle in our mm, books. Mm. Um, and it's, it, it's, I find it fascinating how um, your people will talk about how, oh, you know, there's, the bubble's going to burst, things are going to break, blah, 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 blah. And I have not seen any evidence of that. And I think that's getting back to that, let's look at the facts approach that you were talking about earlier. Correct. Look, um, there are some famous, forgive me for the word, sprookers that usually come from America. Um for starters, you can't compare the American market with the Australian market. Um, in America, there was complete oversupply. People got mortgages that should have never had a mortgage, mm. uh, which was the arms mortgage. Um, people got mortgages without any recourse. So you could just walk away. All of these things are not happening in Australia. Our banking system is very stable. You have to have recourse. Mm. So you can't just walk away from the deal. Um, There is still undersupply in the market, which is very clearly um, 
shown by the rental vacancy factors around Australia. Mm. Mm. If we had oversupply, we would have five, six, seven, eight percent, ten percent rental vacancy. Right. Well, the fact of the market is the fact of the figures are that the rental market is very tight. Mm. And that just proves the point that there is undersupply. Mm. And I I love being a landlord in an undersupplied market. <laughs> that gives me security. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're talking about success. We're talking about how you've had success working in a, in a corporate world. You've um you've you've had success in in your business as you've built your business. So uh, and now you're you're and from the discussions that you and I have had previously. Not only are you you know here and we're currently recording in Uber's fabulous office here in in the the Dandenong Ranges, but you're gallivanting around the countryside inspecting some of these properties. So, <laughs> so what sort of what sort of things do you do with your quote success? Because obviously one of the things you can do, as you said, is you can do what I want, when I want, and spend your time how you do it. So what sort of hobbies, what sort of fun things, what sort of great things do you do? Well, for starters, uh, I would not necessarily call it gallivanting around. <laughs> um, it's amazing how people have different uh, perspective on things. And you're right, we travel a lot, which we enjoy. We do travel to the locations. Because we work Australia-wide, we make it our business funny about that yeah. uh, to know the areas inside out that means you got to be in the area you got to touch it feel it smell it talk to the locals be in the market know who is who in the zoo mm. now so that means every six to eight weeks we are on on a trip um, looking at properties in Queensland in the Northern Territory in Western Australia wherever mm. um, it's it's the freedom of choice that ultimately property investment has given us mm. and our business has given us that is beautiful to combine with business. So mm. we've got the best of both worlds, which is really fun. Because it sounds like to me, like, you know, as you are, I won't use the word gallivanting, as you're traveling around doing your business uh, work, um, inspecting different towns, locations and what's going on, it must be hard to be thinking you know, it wouldn't feel like work. Like, it wouldn't feel like, oh, damn, I have to go to tropical, you know, Queensland just to check what the the the, the, the market's doing up there. Well, that's that's exactly right. It, it does not feel like work, and I don't see it as work. I've been lucky enough to make my hobby my business. Yeah. And people say, oh, look, when is it going to be enough? When will you stop? My answer is, never! <laughs> Why would I stop something yeah, yeah. that I love doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's that whole, you know, when you retire, you can do whatever you want. Well, I'm Reti doing it now. Retirement is a function of money, not a, a function of age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I, I love what you're saying. If if you love what you do, why would you stop? I mean, there's, again, let's go to statistics, plenty of statistics around that say uh, over 80% of men die within the first year of their retirement. Yeah. Well, I don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live a bit longer, oh, mate. Too much to do. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, as they say, one of the biggest causes of death is retirement. Yep. Um, and particularly for men, because we have that, uh, our identity is hooked up in what we do. You know, it's, you look at any networking function, it's like, what do you do? What do you do? So to be able to have a lifestyle that you've created 
doing something that you enjoy and you work with your family like up until recently your daughter was working with you as well yeah we we have one office manager and then other than that it's my wife and myself we we want to be a niche company we want to be a company that is known for the quality of deals yeah not quantity of yeah, deals right. um Looking after our team, looking after our community is really important to us. And the name Property Friends didn't come by accident. Mm. We want to be uh, known to be a friendly bunch that you can trust, that is authentic. Playing with open cards is, is important to us. So, for example, one of the things that we do different than the rest of the market, we charge our fee for service completely separate to the deal. Right. As friends, we yeah. can be open. We can know what is in it for me. Yeah. And by the way, Warwick, whilst we're on that subject, oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> uh, who would you rather work with? The person that you pay, which is me as your advocate, yeah. or the person that is paid by the vendors, yeah. as 99% of agents are? Yeah. Isn't that a bit of a conflict of interest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we've said from the very beginning, we want to have the cards on the table. Everybody can know what our fixed fee is. Yeah. And that's the only fee we derive out of the deal. Right. Now, I love a good deal. So because my wife and I typically have the property in the same area, we don't stop there. We set up the rental manager. Okay. And if I was going to come to you, Warwick, and I say, look, we are in... Boop, boop, that's a nice town. Mm. Um, we are going to uh, have about 20 properties in this town. Would you like to look after us? <laughs> Would that be a good deal That'd for you? That would have to be a good deal because in my experience, rental managers usually are not that um, – they're very average to say. They're not, they don't go out of their way. But if you're going to them saying, we got 20 people, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us – I would think that they would want to pay you more attention. And that is the trick. Of course, we also get advantage in the price, but the looking after the group power, the group leverage of being looked after, of every one of our strategic relationship partners having more to lose, mm. that is what does the trick. That is why we get excellent pricing from builders. That is why we've got every conceivable service provider looking out for us. Mm. And that just works. The strength in numbers is magic. Because that's the thing. It's like when you buy a property, it doesn't end there. Because like, you've then got to look at stuff like insurance, property management we've talked about. You know, If there needs to be some kind of ongoing maintenance, you're going to want to make Quantity sure you've got the right, yeah, depreciation, depreciation schedules, schedule. that kind of stuff. So do you help your 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 members look after all that kind of stuff? Yes, we absolutely do. As I was saying earlier, my wife and I typically invest in the same area, so we need all these, these services anyway. Yeah. Now, I love a good deal. And look, <laughs> I win as well by being able to be part of, say, the 20 people that have a property with that property manager Yeah. because they look out for us yeah. just as they look out for the rest of the team. Yeah. So, um, yes, from A to Z, any services that one will need, we organize. Now, that's all optional yeah. because we don't get a single cent of 
brown paper bag commission or hidden commissions yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. out of this, it makes no difference to us right. whether you take up that option or okay. not. If you have a re established relationship uh, or if you want to use a different service provider in boop boop to look after your property, that's fine with us. Yeah, yeah. It stands to reason though that there is strength in numbers. Yeah. Now, I was talking to you before and you were saying that you were also, you know, because after you've had these properties for a couple of years, you want to keep up to date on what's going on. And you were saying that you have um, these information nights where you'll have your members come along and you'll have people come in via Skype from the, the ages or your pre-recorded messages from them. So tell me about that. Like, and, and is that just part of the ongoing service that you provide to members? Do they have to pay membership fees to that kind of stuff, or is this just what you do? Education is really important for us. Um, the more we all know, the bigger and the better the deals are that we can all do. Mm -hmm. So we have what we call our champion team. That is a separate service. We meet uh, quarterly, mm -hmm. and as you say, we uh, live stream that through the internet because part of our community is interstate and we've got some overseas people as well. So um, that's a forum where we educate, where we share uh, a lot of knowledge and <clears throat> where really a team of like-minded people gets together mm. and where lots of tips and tricks, the real nuggets come out. Yeah. We lock the door, we throw the key away and then we just <laughs> let it rip. Well, because that's the thing. If you've, you've got some people who have been doing this for a while and you've probably got... Do you have members who have previously bought property outside your circle? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so they must have learnt so much in this kind of stuff. And I would, as you were saying before, I think the Australian Tax Office released figures saying that um, the number of Australians that have more than two investment properties or, or more is less than 1%. So Correct there wouldn't be many people you would speak to who could share that experience and understand your problems and share advice on that. So it must be very valued by the members to be able to get with like-minded people and have these nitty-gritty discussions. That's exactly it. There are not too many uh, avenues out there where you can have a discussion with five or six or eight people. What do you do to get the finance on the sixth or seventh property? Mm. What's the best way to set myself up to minimize land tax? Yeah. Things like that. Advanced strategies. Yeah. And to set yourself up for these advanced strategies from the beginning. Right. That is a, uh, a yes. real bonus. Yeah, yeah. See, my wife and I started off this game, learned by mistake. Yeah. Um, it took us two years to untangle some mess that we did with the finance <laughs> arrangements. If I, if I can help you to not have to do that, to set it up properly yeah. from the start, yeah. that would have to be a bonus. Yeah, because you would think that most banks, regardless of what bank it is, they'd, used, they'd just be used to doing single things. Like, here's your home loan, here's your one investment loan. By the time you get beyond that, it's going to get very sophisticated, both for them as a system to, to sort of know what to do. And forgive me for saying it, most advisors in banks don't have several properties. Yeah. So how can I talk to somebody on an expert level if they are not? Yeah. You know, more often than not, there are corporate guidelines, suggestions that force those service providers 
to go a- along a certain way yep. that is best for the service provider, <laughs> not for the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that is, again, another um, avenue where we can really make a difference. Yeah. We select our service providers on performance. I only want to work with the best. And again, because I don't get any commission, because there is no financial incentive, Yeah, that means that if you're not at the top of your game, you're not part of our team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, to get referrals to great service providers is one of the real benefits. Nothing is harder than to build a great team. Because when you start out, how do you judge mm. whether this lawyer, whether this accountant, whether this conveyance or mortgage broker or banker is really looking out for you? Yeah. And that's where a lot of money, a lot of money is lost and a lot of heartache <laughs> is created. Very much so. Because it is, when people are buying property, there is a lot of, even what we were saying before, you make a factual decision. We're talking large amounts of money. We're talking... Uh, and not a common occurrence. So there's a lot of emotion with that. So if you're doubting your professional advisors like your accountants and lawyers and whatever, going, oh, I hope everything goes through, it's not an easy time. It can be a nerve-wracking time. Absolutely. And there is a huge amount of information, especially when you look at the average person doing this maybe three or four times in their lifetime mm. in buying their uh, personal home. Mm. Um now compare that to the skilled negotiators, agents, selling agents um, that do it all day long. Yeah. What chance have you got? <laughs> as and, the and anyone who's ever talked to real estate agents, it's just like, oh my god, it's <laughs> exactly. never fun. All right. So talking about a couple of your members again, we've talked about how you've had you know from twenty four up to eighty two, whatever. Have you had any of your members sort of go, okay, I've got enough properties now, I don't need to work anymore? Or have you had any like really, or people now saying, I never could have holidays, but now I'm going on holidays. Uh, I'm, I'm now able to move my own house that I live in to one that's better because I've now got better financial backing. Have, have any of your members been able to do that kind of stuff? Absolutely, yes. Uh, we're quite proud over the last uh, seven years, we've helped three families already to make more than in $1 million in net assets. Fantastic. Uh, not a figure that I generally release, but um, seeing that we're talking amongst ourselves here. It's just you and I, friends. Just you and I. No one else is uh, listening. No. Uh, look, that's, that's the fun game. And we, we have a number of property investors that have been with us for seven, eight years that right. are past eight properties. Yeah. Again, that just proves that our system works. Yeah. That's it's fantastic. all about the system. And and look, you know, I think as we said at the very beginning, the whole concept of success being able to live life how you want to, not how you're forced to, is, is something that's obviously got to apply to your members. Correct. And definitely from what I've seen and what I know of you, it definitely applies to you. And and the fun part is when retirement becomes a function of what do I want to do when? Yeah. Not when will I have the money for it? Yeah, yeah. To have a decisive and and concrete plan of when will I be able to do what I want to do, um, to have that light at the end of the tunnel and knowing that it's not an oncoming train (laughs) uh, is a great thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It focuses people, it gives people reason and 
it gives people freedom. Yeah. You know, it can anyway. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uva, I am certain after hearing you today that people are going to want to get in touch with you and find out a bit more. If people want to find out more about you and your services, where can they track you down? Well, the best is the website, www.propertyfriends.com.au. Um, or just give us a call, 0397585331. What I suggest is have a look around the website. Uh, there are great testimonials there. And each and every one of those has got name, numbers, email addresses. Yep. So they're authentic. And I'm really proud of those. Yeah, great. Great. So it's, you know, do your due diligence. Find out the facts. Have a conversation with Uber. Uber from Property Friends, thank you so much. Absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you, Rory. That was fun. I'm sure you'll agree there were some great things in that interview with Uber Jacobs. Man, he is so passionate about property and he has done some amazing research to really make it work. He's worked hard in his business and he's really got some amazing success. If you want to hear from other people who have got success, head over to the Get More Success website at getmoresuccess.com. There's some great resources there. Uh, and coming up shortly, we've got a fabulous forum where you can get access to some up-to-the-moment ideas, templates, customized forms, things that'll really help you get more success. If you're interested in hearing anyone particular on the show, please get in touch with me. Let me know who you want to hear from. I'll get in touch with them and make it happen. If you've got any feedback on today's show, please go to the show notes page and leave a comment. I'll make sure I answer every single one. And if you've got a question, let me know. We'll bang it on the next podcast and let everybody hear the question. If you've got it, they probably have too. Thanks so much for listening. I hope your success is awesome success. See you next time on the Get More Success podcast.